Hey everyone, uh, welcome to our uh, first uh, pilot episode of Stark Talks. Um, I am Mebin Matthew. I'm Philip Thomas. And I'm Sasha Chahan. And we are the co-founders of Stark Enterprises. So going off of uh, the uh, addressing the elephant in the room, I guess we could talk about who we are individually, uh, I guess uh, what, what we do and all of that. So first, I guess I'll go. My name is, again, Mebin Matthew. Um, I am 19 years of age. I just turned 19 this month. Um, and I go to University of York for computer engineering. And I am heading into my second year. Philip, do you want to continue? Sure. Uh, I'm also heading into my second year for computer engineering at York. I am also 19. And... Uh... Okay, uh... My name is Sashwa, so I'm also almost 19, which recording this probably tomorrow. And my uh, go to York University, and the program I'm in is computer engineering, like same as these guys. Yeah, we completely forgot about that, Sashwa. Happy, um, happy early birthday, <laughs> first of all. I guess uh, your <laughs> birthday you so will be celebrated over the podcast. Yes, thank you. <laughs> so I guess the first question. Uh, we had prepared was uh, what is Stark? What are we? And what are the different things or different ideas that we have in mind on where we're going to take Stark Enterprises? Um, uh, yeah, I think I can start on with that. Go ahead. Uh, so just basically like Stark, like people probably have known us from maybe Stark uh, tutors, that project we ran. So Stark is just basically a team that we started and we basically aim on doing different projects. So maybe like uh, Philip, Mabin, you guys can talk about Stark Tutors uh, and other things like uh, what are we doing of going forward, including the Stark podcast, and mm -hmm. that's basically the outlaw. So so with uh, so with Stark Tutors, uh, Shasha just brought that up. Uh, it was something that we did uh, over the past uh, month, and it was mainly uh, focusing on the high schoolers transitioning from high school to university, specifically for the engineering program. Uh, we also did uh, have attendees that were in grades like 10, 11, who were interested in the program and the field of engineering and just wanted to get to know a bit more about it. So what we did was we had uh, four, uh, approximately four courses, and we conducted crash courses for all of them. Uh, some of them were like calculus, physics, linear algebra, uh, different coding languages, and so on. And we were able to conduct uh, crash courses over the online platform as we were not able to meet up due to COVID and all the lockdown and things that were going on. And we were able to successfully pull it off and we had a good attendance and uh, we were able to get good reviews as well from the uh, people that we mentored. And uh, we hope to continue it in the coming years, but we also plan on looking into expanding it into different fields and so on. Yeah, I feel like that that Stark Tutors was definitely our like our first initial project, and as Philip said, it was definitely a big success considering that we were able to do it with um, virtually zero cost. Because one, we made our own website, we were able to publish it online. Um, uh, we had an Instagram page, we had a Facebook contact page, uh, we were able to advertise it pretty well. Uh, we had, uh, I would say, well around twenty five, thirty people, right? If I'm not wrong. Yes. Um, yes who were able to participate in it. And uh, we did it over, we tried it over specific platforms. It was a bit iffy, but then eventually we got the hang of it and we were able to 
uh, improve our interactions with the students and um, we were able to end it in it was since it was a crash course we had to kind of focus on that crash course element of it we had to finish it in two weeks and I believe it was a really great event that went down and I believe most of the reviews proved to be fruitful like all of our all the courses went really well we had feedbacks we know what to improve on what worked what didn't and uh, we look forward to how it's going to turn out next year um, another thing that um, we're working on again is I kind of mentioned it is our website uh, just to give everyone detail, us uh, us three, we had zero knowledge on how the mainframes or what the objectives of making a websites were. We had no idea on how HTML, CSS, PHP, JavaScript, or any of that worked. But due to this uh, quarantine or the due to these uh, peculiar times, uh, we were able to finally get out of our, I guess, uh, comfort zone and put together our minds to learn coding, understand how HTML, JavaScript, and how web development, uh, all of that comes together. And we were able to put together a proper website. And again, we are updating our website. So again, stay tuned for that. That's going to come out soon. And other than that, I'd say our future projects um, are, again, we're trying to focus more on hardware. We're trying to do different hardware projects. Uh, Speaking of Harvard Project, Shashua, do you want to talk about the one you just did for the assignment okay. for the group? Yeah. So when we were doing thinking about hardware projects, we wanted to integrate it with our start tutoring kind of idea. Uh, so we basically had like uh, some videos out on YouTube where we did uh, Q&A sessions and maybe what Stark's about. That's basically the core material. But then we wanted to integrate as well that uh, engineering is not just about uh, written work. It's also about a lot of practical things that we got to do. So that's why we decided to make a really simple project, which can be done by everyone at home. We just need some supplies. And so we decided to make like a mini cyber truck. Uh, we just used a simple uh, at home, like available online uh, products like the Arduino boards and wires and simple, simple uh, tires and stuff to make a robot car. And I guess uh, the videos can be found on YouTube and then people can follow those videos. And if they want to make their own robot car at home or something like that, they can do that. Uh, exactly. speaking, yeah, speaking of projects, like this is one of our projects. Uh, so start pod, uh, podcast, uh, you can like find it on YouTube and it's also linked on our website. Uh, so we can talk more about what's our vision, but start podcast, we can talk about that and what we want to do with this so i would uh, that's a, uh, so i would say uh, the goal with star podcast is not just to have three of us on at all times just talking about our experiences but rather bring on uh, current engineers in different fields right uh, so that we can all get into experience in a, a, a feel of the real world jobs and such uh, such things we also have plans on bringing on students or uh, in our years and upper years, right? So you can learn from their experience, how they went through the program, what they found difficult, what they found easy, their work ethics and so on. So that we could create, a, our goal is to create an environment for all engineering students all across Ontario and, uh, our, and, our, and the global reach is also our goal, right? Where we can all uh, come together, help each other out and successfully go through the program and turn out to be great engineers at the end. I really, I uh, really liked how you put that together because I feel like 
that kind of does uh, put us put our project under a really good umbrella. Um, I I truly do believe that our uh, our program or our Stark Enterprises comes under the objective of kind of uh, promoting STEM or promoting engineering to uh, students who are in high school or or everywhere anywhere to be honest with you because um, talking from my experience I always had this bad stigma around engineering and STEM because I always assumed it was like super super hard and uh, it was only meant for like super smart people and considering that I made it this far I believe um, if you really put in work and if you really have a passion for it you can really do it what do you guys think I would say to an extent we all are on that same boat like personally speaking I was all for the med field and engineering was uh, to me was just a, a program with a lot of math courses and I saw the engineering students as people who just sit and study day and night, have no fun in life. But then here I am going into my second year for co- uh, computer engineering, right? I can like proudly say that that is not the lifestyle. That is not the stigma around engineering students. And like, the field of engineering is not real to many extents. And, and as Shashu previously said, like the practical element of like the, the projects that we're doing and things like that, right? That obviously brings out the entertainment and like that helps us, uh, uh, helps us express, I would say, our creativity more uh, to discover new things that maybe uh, like some things that we are currently working on or like things that we see are currently needed in our society, but are not out yet. So we're trying to like process that, uh, um, brainstorm on that, on that, build ideas, prototypes, and so on, and like create a final product. So I would say engineering is not just books and uh, just books and memorizing notes, but rather it's more of the pra- practical element going out into the real field. And then like I think we can also talk about co-op later on. That's one uh, benefit of engineering that I've seen in many uh, like um, what's it called in many universities. Uh, they're also offering co-op. I think we could talk about that too in a bit. Okay, so like I think uh Philip's point of like having uh fun with engineering and like uh that's basically our vision behind all of these projects that we do is just that bringing out like the real experiential activities and like having like fun with engineering is basically like uh what we want to do with these projects and what we're trying to figure out and having like people over uh they can have we can talk about engineering, talk about different fields, and maybe like get more people interested in this uh, engineering field. Uh, people who think like uh, maybe like Philip saying like people who think it's math related stuff. Uh, basically, like if we have uh, upper years over uh, in our podcast and uh, teachers, professors, they can tell different things and have like a different idea. Basically, what engineering is. Yeah, you're right. Again, um, referring to what Shash was saying, we again uh, heavily, since we're uh, more of a free service, we heavily rely on feedback. So people who listen to this podcast, which is you, um, if you do listen to this, uh, please do provide us with feedback on ways we could improve, on who do you think we should get on board with our podcast, who do you want to see on here talking, and we, we will definitely try our best to come in contact and try to talk to them and if you would like to provide us with feedback please uh visit us on our instagram page and um our social medias which we will be uh promoting shortly uh so can we we're going to be moving on to the next topic uh, a few things we wanted to discuss on since again this is our pilot episode is um some of the few t- trending topics in technology 
So I don't know about you guys, but I recently watched uh, an MKBHD video. MKBHD is a very famous uh, tech YouTube tech review YouTuber, um, and he uh, introduced a Boston Dynamics robot called Spot. Um, I watched the video. I was, uh, I guess intrigued because that robot had very lifelike movements um i believe it was the objective of the robot was to uh get surveillance or get navigate navigate have the ability to reach places where a human cannot reach Does anyone want to elaborate yeah like uh i feel like uh that robot is like it's kind of scary to know that something like that could exist right but like as you said like very uh very like uh movements it's like the 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 surveillance part of it is probably the best right so like just like having like to go somewhere maybe right so like if we can go somewhere maybe like uh like in the forest or something like i saw in his video like uh he talked about where like you can uh have this where like humans can't really go right and like I just have a question for you guys. Do you guys like think if like it's wildly available? Like for example, in like let's say in fat five to ten years, this thing becomes a little bit cheaper. Do you think people will actually get it? I think it depends. It obviously not the common people wouldn't get it. I feel like it would be more of uh for the wealthy class because currently it's like what seventy four five hundred seventy four thousand five hundred dollars USD. Even if over the years it does get cheaper, it's not going to get cheaper to an ex uh, like a bad. Uh, to, to a lower uh, price range, I would say. And I would actually, like, if one could afford, I would say go for it because as Shash was saying, like, I would say call it the surveillance aspect, right? There's a limit to how much ca normal cameras on walls or, like, on uh, different, like, areas could, like, surveil, uh, like, to co could cover, I would say. Whereas, like, something that's moving, such as uh, the spot robot, it could uh, cover different levels of the ground and like different areas and so on. So I would, I would say like if one could afford, yeah, I'm pretty sure people would go for it. In my opinion, I feel like it would be completely useful, useless in like a commercial way. Um, no, <laughs> no, 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 listen, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know that was very straightforward, but I'm not that. <laughs> so I meant that because I was watching the video and it only has like a 90 minute, um, uh, battery life and you have to charge if you look at the battery cells those things are huge they're crazy huge and well, would you say this is the first prototype like the first version of this oh no the 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 first ver ver versions were like i believe like years ago they showed it like oh so this is the final them. this is like the final yeah form this is production. yeah this is what they're going for yeah to like and the first version yeah yeah only 90 minutes of power <sighs> time and the thing is it's not like I believe if it's more if it's more fully automated, it would it would be a bit more commercial because at this point, I believe someone has to behind be behind the control, has to help walk it around, and all of that. It has the ability to flip himself over if it do if it does fall. But I feel like automation is where the industry is going towards, and I feel if 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 they're able to incorporate an automation um, aspect to spot, I feel like it would definitely. Uh, be more viable in the commercial industry than and the industrial. Would, and I'm pretty sure that would also double the price tag that's currently there. Uh, currently, like, I I believe, I, like, I'm not guaranteeing, but I think it's listed at, like, $70,000. Seventy four. Yeah, seventy four. Yeah. yeah, so it's a hefty price. Like, I feel like it's 
more for like like you said like maybe someone like the cops like maybe fbi or something like that they might use it in the u.s like for them maybe it's a viable option but like normal people as madman said uh i don't see a use for it unless it's maybe much smaller it gives you more battery time and like maybe cheaper as well like around like a thousand dollars like your smartphone so like yeah for sure. I feel like yeah. it's more like surveillance based. Surveillance yeah. and exploration, I would say. Yeah, exploration. Wow. But yeah. then, like you know, when you when you brought up the point of like the ninety minute surveillance cap, right? Right. Like for seventy, like seventy four thousand dollars, I don't see the worth now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't know of the time cap that was there. I thought it would last at least like a day or so. Oh no! <laughs> I wish. Yeah, like like even like the prototypes they had before, like. You probably like if you've seen if you follow Boston Dynamics for like a really long time. Uh, this was a long time coming. Like as for like uh, like there's been like at least like four or five prototypes of this robot. So like to even get to this level, it's taken them at least like ten to twenty years. So mm-hmm. hopefully, like they can proceed faster. Like with like the be- better battery, maybe more time. Like no, but- I feel. Like- Considering yeah. where they are right now, I feel no. Uh, I I haven't exactly kept up with Boston Dynamics, but like, um, I was considering where they were and where they are right now. It's definitely a huge, huge improvement. Like considering uh, the complexity, like there's like so many arrays of cameras on it. There's multiple sensors. There's different things that has to work uh together and very precisely for Spot to move the way Spot is moving and for Spot to function the way it's functioning. So I feel like it's definitely like a significant like like curve that they've been up. Um, I believe that they have the potential, but again, it's still I'm pretty sure they just I'm pretty sure they're going the right way. But they also have been like I just I was looking into it a little bit more and just figured out how they have been in R and D for 28 years. Yes, right? they, have yep, yep. So they have been. For a company that has been working on a uh, on a product for 28 years. And to come out with such a price tag, I don't think any time in the near future that price tag is going to drop. Definitely yeah, not. So, so the usage and like the people who can use it, like the target customer audience, like I'm not sure who that's specifically directed to at this point because mm-hmm. like, like the short recording time gap and all that stuff. Right. But it's an interesting um, product for sure. It like definitely the, is. The take they have on it is actually pretty cool. Um, again, well, I guess we can uh, move on to the next topic is uh, recently Trump announced that he wanted to ban TikTok uh, because it posed a security threat to uh, the U.S. Uh, considering that, uh, what do you guys think? What, do you, what is your take on that topic or other apps that you think that might concern or like might pose a security threat? So, like, I think that TikTok ban is like huge for like apps around the world and like software developers so like uh like people like in china like who develop these apps right they have to they have to be careful next time like when they're because they're gonna start they're gonna be developing more apps and stuff and even in, uh, people here so for example if we decide to go into the software industry we might be working with some apps or some softwares like that so we have to take into account the security aspects that every country is trying to uh trying to have like especially the u.s like they feel like the app uh breaches a lot of things so the the ban is definitely interesting in the sense that like i just want to see like what new apps come 
uh, from this bank. Right. I'm pretty uh-huh. like I know they're talking about Microsoft buying it or some other company, but I feel like I think Trump also said that uh, even if um, American-based companies such like Apple or something like that they even buy TikTok, there still might be security concerns. So it'll be interesting looking at who creates the second TikTok app or who like well, what happens with it. Well, like one one thing right off the bat, like as the ban was announced, right? Like the talks of the ban was announced, Instagram was working on something called Instagram Reels. It's right. already yeah. it's yeah. already implemented into like all the platform, all the Instagram uh, versions, like the updates and stuff. So that's also another form of TikTok, but obviously on the Instagram platform, right? And when Trump was talking about the ban and like, you know how he set an ultimatum, like sell the company by this date, right? Or right. else get completely taken out of the market. I feel like uh, the American economy really would benefit off c- getting complete control over, uh, what's it called, over TikTok. TikTok uh, yeah. But then again, it's such a big company and it's not owned, it's not just owned by one franchise in China. It's owned by multiple different franchises. So even if they sell, even if they sell it, right? They wouldn't sell like the entire what's it called? They wouldn't send, sell the entire company because it's, no company currently could buy that out, right? It just doesn't have line cash like that to buy around, buy it out. Right. They would have to buy out a component. Then again, as Shashwan said, even if one comp, like even if Apple or Microsoft buys out just that portion, the concept of security threats still exist because it's still linked to the bigger company. Correct. I hear that. But the thing, the thing, if we were to look at uh, look across seas. Um, China doesn't have uh, companies or platforms that we have uh, freely available here. For example, yeah. they don't have things like Instagram <laughs> or um, YouTube or YouTube. Exactly. Because yeah. uh, yeah, Google's completely banned. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. they believe, uh, I'm assuming, is also that these applications are, sus- uh, are security threats for that country itself. So, um, again, as Philip said, I believe it is uh, right for the band to go ahead but then again there are other softwares for example i believe zoom had allegations like this uh, accused on it as well yeah mm-hmm. yep. yeah but then uh one thing i noticed was the minute zoom became popular with like the lockdown everything going on to the online mode google invented something else too right google meet uh, i believe yeah google meet yes so that that is becoming pretty well known too not many people know it because it's kind of hidden on like it's in gmail when you open up gmail you can see it on the left bottom, like left bottom corner right but now it's ca- gaining a good popularity as well because it's free there's no, i believe there's no plans there's, there's no uh, pricing plans so it's just connected right to your email so you just yeah. like send an email maybe click a button on your email yeah, so yeah. I feel like I feel like something like that could happen with TikTok, like as you said, like Instagram, like having their reels, right? It's kind of a similar idea to the Meets, right? Mm-hmm. right. Uh, so like companies like that, or maybe a new app approaches, right? Like for example, I believe TikTok was known as Musically before, yeah. so something like that, like comes back or something, or I don't know, like. But like, then also, like recently, uh, guys, like one of the things right after the ban announcement came through, like TikTok announced like a $200 million fund for like, uh, what's it called? Like a payment type of thing, uh, like a payment plan for like all the creators. So they already chose like 20, 30 creators, like for the first batch, and they're paying them now. Before it was like ad, ad and sponsorship based payments, like you would make money off TikTok if you were famous, right? But now TikTok is paying their creators. And why is that for? 
because obviously Instagram Reels came out and oh, there was a big shift because everyone was sh- like, there was some software updates and like views disappeared, likes disappeared, follower count disappeared, right? So people thought TikTok was completely getting banned that day. So people started shifting over to Instagram Reels, right? That was one of the things that happened. So there's a good, like in, initially when uh, Instagram Reels started, like there was barely anyone on it and no, not many people knew about it, right? right? And then when this update issue and everything came up, like Instagram reels just like just shot off, like skyrocketed with like mm-hmm. the people that transitioned into it. So obviously TikTok to keep the big creators like Charlie DeMil- Charlie D'Amelio, her sister, all the big like 60, 70 million follower count like peoples, right? They obviously started paying them like a set amount. Wait a minute. Can I, uh, who all has, in, who all has TikTok? Like do both of you have TikTok? No, I don't have TikTok. Sadly, I'm on that platform, but I don't do much uh, on it. I, I'm definitely not on TikTok, but I feel like the thing with TikTok is what happened is um, all the TikTok uh, content has definitely appeared on Instagram, as Philip said, because of Reels. I definitely mm-hmm. see like all my like my entire Explore page is filled with uh, Reels that has the TikTok tag on the on the sides of it. So it's kind of like there's definitely that transition happening. People were definitely scared of it, um, yeah. but. I believe the app is still not banned. I believe it's still available. No, it's, uh, still, it's still Yeah, open. apparently Trump issued a 45-day warning. From yeah, it's sometime August, in September, I uh, think, Sometime right? in September, yeah. So 45 days, like, I don't know, like, if it gets banned that day, but it's it's getting closer to that day, for sure. But, like, but I believe Microsoft is in the talks, right? Yeah, yeah Microsoft right? is Microsoft in the talks, Microsoft was yes. in the talk to buy TikTok, yes. Yeah, yes, yeah, yep. Yeah. Things like that, you're right, 100%. It, like, uh, coming back to the topic of uh, the security of it, it does pose, like, security a security threat considering it's from, like, an overseas application. Again, we do uh, use other applications that are originated from overseas. We do you most of our hardware. Uh, a lot of things like that uh, originate overseas. Um, so I feel like uh, all of us are kind of in a security threat, but I guess we all are informed enough to know to keep our data safe and all of that network safety stuff we do go through that and i guess i I have a question on that right you know like how there's a security threat like national level when it's something overseas right but as an individual right when you sign up for facebook let's say like you're giving full access to everything you post all the information you put in to like the owners of facebook right to the company so they have full access to do whatever they want to do. And they have, like, there's news, there's news and there's uh, issues, like there has been issues and lawsuits before where people, people's pictures have been used in different countries on billboards, right? That Facebook sells because Facebook obviously collects data and they, uh, what's it called? They sell it over to different people, right? Different countries. Right. right. So like third party people, like they obviously sell it. So what's what why can like a app that is obviously created in america do that i understand like the concept of like the threat part right the security threat but why are we still allowing apps made in america to do that because it is a threat to the users uh-huh 100 percent. but then again that's where the uh terms and conditions where we yeah. just completely skip to the bottom and just see agree to terms and conditions so we can get access to the app that's uh, that's where that concept comes in right uh I believe um, Google CEO and um, uh, Facebook's uh, Mark Zuckerberg and all of them did have a sit down uh, with the government and had a talk about like their private private information and all that security stuff. And I believe Facebook did incorporate that in their application. They do uh, 
there are options to, uh, that allow uh, allow us to stop Facebook from accessing our information. We can we can we can tell Facebook to take only so and so information. We don't have to give Facebook all of our information. There is access in Facebook to do that. But does it does it give you all the customized like does it allow you to customize every concept aspect of it or is it just few options that they provide? What do you mean by that? Like you know like uh, let's say uh, they can't take uh, our like pictures or like our uh, what's it called like you know sometimes when you go over to different places like you lo- uh, log into that location location right you say right. oh checked into this location or like s- different searches that you do. Like obviously searches is one of the big things they use to see what products you like and like push it out that way so they can advertise because Facebook advertising is a big thing nowadays, right? Right. So like, so do we get an option, like a grip over saying, no, you can't do this, you can't do this, or is it just few options that are given to you? Like you can't use my pictures, you can't uh, like leak everything, or do you get the full control over your account is my question. I believe the the picture thing, buddy. The anything you post on the internet belongs to the internet. That's a rule that uh, it's like a, a not written rule. Everyone knows that. So if you post a picture on Facebook, it belongs to Facebook. That's how it is. <laughs> it is what it is. But the I, I believe the other one where the login information where I would have people on my feed saying right now checked into so and so airport, having to so and so. I believe you can control that and your location information. I believe you can control that as well. So again, talking about network network safety and security and all of that, we can head into our next topic, which is the big 5G networks. Um, and I believe everyone knows what 5G is. For people that doesn't know what 5G is, does anyone want to explain? Yeah, like, I'll go ahead. Let's say like, 5G is basically like the new network stream that's coming in, the towers and all. Like, you probably heard a lot about... Uh, you probably have 4G if you have data. So 5G is basically the newer, faster data version of that. Like that's like putting it into simple uh, simple terms, not going into like the definition and all that. But I feel like uh, what we want to talk about this is like the 5G concerns, right? So like, do you think like people posing the 5G concerns, are they like realistic? Like, I know I've heard a lot of stories. I've also... Uh, myself listen to like some podcasts talking about 5g like where they talk about how it's causing coronavirus like is that (laughs) is that a thing right so like there's a lot of theories like that like people think that because of 5g towers it's causing a lot of diseases and a lot of things like that do you guys think like is that real or is that just things so people can be popular or something like that like what do you guys think Philip, you want to take this one? Well, to be honest, I don't think technology can really like like things such as 5G, for example, like as we're on that topic. I personally don't think that has the power to uh, spread coronavirus to an extent. Yeah. I feel like it's it's obviously hoax, uh, things that are made up by different people in power uh, to like cover up either their tracks or to obviously discourage the, the move towards 5G. Right, because a lot of because the minute the world like starts depending fully on five G, a lot of different like Wi Fi people, like you know, like different uh, what's it called, internet service providers, uh, different companies will have to obviously shift over, which is going to be expensive, right? Because five G obviously being the one of the latest technologies, that's going to be like you know one of the latest components in network. I'm pretty sure it's going to be really expensive. So 
many people are creating different this like different uh lies and fake news <laughs> i would say uh just to push 5g to the side i like uh, technology yes you can you can use technology to create diseases but 5g network does not spread corona for sure oh you yeah. have no idea how many whatsapp videos i've gotten from my parents <laughs> saying 5g is bad <laughs> yeah like, like it's been it's... so bad. Like the data on that has kind of like been all over the place to an ex- to a point to a point that uh, people, I believe, people in the UK are burning down valuable yeah. and very expensive equipment. Yes, yeah, I've heard of that too. Like, like in the podcast I was talking about, like uh, that was like their topic that they just started off with is like people burning down, uh, taking down towers, taking down like expensive equipment that companies have installed. And, like, things like that, like, I don't know, like, maybe some radiation or something like that could be caused by 5G. Like, they probably have to look into that type. But, like, the coronavirus allegation is, I think, completely false. Uh, It's just it's just people trying to get popular, people trying to get popular after these things. And I feel like 5G will be soon implemented, like, everywhere. Like, you've seen it. Like some phones, like newer phones, like the Samsung Note 20, it has a 5G version, and like also S20 has it, I believe. So like things like like that are getting those versions out. So I feel like soon in the coming years, it'll be as common as 4G right now. And in relation to the Corona thing, right? I was just like looking into it, and what people are saying is that 5G suppresses your immune system, right? And as you mentioned, the radiation aspect also comes into play, and that's what's promoting the COVID spread. But then again, there's no fact or there's no case, like actual case, where they can connect both those things together. Like there has been no incidents so far, right? It's just conspiracies, as we said, that people are just making up. And the majority, the vast majority just tends to believe these things. And then they react and act as oh, I believe one of you said, like they were burning down uh, towers and expensive things, right? So like the people just go off on that, like conspiracy theories. Right. Uh, so the thing um, with that, again, is um, I believe, uh, as you said, uh, I, I, w- I think it's going to take a bit more time for it to be available across. Does Canada have a place? Like, does, is any provider in Canada uh, testing out uh, yeah. 5G? Bell. Bell. Yeah, Bell. Rogers, yeah. Bell okay. and Rogers, yeah. So I guess it's just going to take a bit time. Again, not all, not all the phones that we have are uh, able to connect to 5G networks. And considering how reliable we are on our technological devices, it's going to be definitely hard to transition over um, because we heavily rely on the hardware we have right now. So going out to buy a new phone or buy a new computer with Wi-Fi capabilities that can connect to 5G networks is definitely going to be a harder thing to transition to. But I believe that's where the future is going to. So I I think that is the last thing we have to talk about today. And um, we will, again, just to keep everyone in their heads up, we will try to keep our podcast to 30 minutes uh, max. Well, today's might be a bit off because, again, pilot, we're testing things out. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Shashwat, right, you want to continue? Yeah, I think that's it. Uh, next time, like, we're going to have people over. So we're trying to get... As we said at the start of the podcast, upper years, uh, professors, maybe people who work in the tech industry already. Uh, so we're going to try to keep up these podcasts like 
we don't want to promise anything, but we want to do like like more podcasts than just one. So, and if you guys have any like recommendations in terms of people you want to see from different fields that are currently working, please do drop that in the comments. We'll look into like we'll look into making that happen as well for the upcoming podcasts. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, and I I believe that's it, right, guys? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. And uh, for our socials, we will be posting this on our social. We'll be having this on YouTube. You can find us on YouTube at uh Stark Enterprises. We will be putting that page up soon. Um, we will have our website, which we which is under constructions. Uh, links will be soon provided. Um, and our Instagram, which is at uh Stark Tutors as well, which again will also be provided. Uh, thank you guys. And with that, my name is Mevin. I'm Philip. I'm Sasha. And this has been our first episode of Stark Talks.